There is a reward in store for the faithful. That is our focus today. Happy Monday, Bible fans. I'm Dr. Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here is your 7 at 7 devotion, and today's an exciting day because we are finishing out Daniel chapter 2. And so I hope you're excited to look at what we have today. We're going to finish out this great story. If you recall, Daniel has interpreted the message for King Nebuchadnezzar, the dream that he could not recall. Daniel was given the dream in his own dream and then made good on the interpretation. And we're going to finish out what happens now to Daniel. And so it's exciting because we are going to look at his elevation today. And this is uh, so significant because it reminds Christians of the coming reward. There is going to be a reward for the faithful. And so let's read the verses together, and then we'll talk a little bit more in depth about it. Beginning at verse 46 of Daniel chapter 2, it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Also, Daniel petitioned the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. All right, so this is a great passage. What a wonderful conclusion to a story that many of us are familiar with. But do we really think about the conclusion here? If you recall, there were great gifts promised to any of the wise men who could interpret the dream, who could tell the dream, and none could do it. And so those gifts were still promised even to Daniel, and he receives them. So we see Daniel's elevation. The slave child who was kidnapped as a child or a teenager and taken and put in a school to serve the king and the elites of Babylon is now being elevated over those elites to be a key leader in the entire province. It's incredible. God will eventually elevate his people. In the New Testament, we talk about elevation. We often think in terms of how God will eventually come back. Christ will return, and when he returns, he will restore us, elevate us, and bring him into his heavenly kingdom. That is our great hope and our promise. But sometimes you see him work those things out even today. And in light of the theme of this whole series on entering exile, it's important to remember that God is still in control. He's working out things behind the scenes that we aren't always aware of. And so we rejoice when we see one of God's own people elevated to great status. And how is it uh, accomplished? One, we have prostration and worship. Nebuchadnezzar actually bows down to Daniel and offers incense to him. I'm sure this made Daniel very uncomfortable. It reminds us a little bit of how Barnabas and Paul were being worshipped, and they tore their clothes, and they were terrified that they would be worshipped as gods. Well, Daniel is recognizing that this might be a common practice for an agent of the God to be um, worshipped essentially through the agent unto God. Uh, I expect Daniel is going to try to help Nebuchadnezzar get his doctrine straightened out, and we, we learn that from the next chapter, how De um, Nebuchadnezzar does come to know more about God. But in the meantime, he is directing his praise to God, and that's important if you recall what he says. He says, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, the dream revealer, the, the mystery revealer. And so he worships the God of the Jews, the conquered people, the ones that most everyone in the kingdom believed had a lesser God than the God of Babylon, Marduk. 
Nebuchadnezzar worships that God because he realizes that that God is special. He'll come to know more about that God in the next chapter. And then he promotes Daniel. So he falls down, he worships God because of the testimony of Daniel, the accomplishments of Daniel, and then he promotes Daniel. He gives him gifts, provincial rulers, uh, the title he's given, and then he becomes prefect of the wise men. So this is just incredible. Again, this is the boy who did not have control over his own food. And now he is in charge of all the wise men of Babylon. But there's not just a promotion. See, Daniel is very wise. And what he does is he petitions the king and says, can you help me do my job better by installing my friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And Nebuchadnezzar does that. And so he sets up his three um, compatriots, his, his buddies that he has been worshiping with, praying with, that they've been in this together. And Nebuchadnezzar installs them over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And so Daniel then waits at the gate of the king. And so the promotion involves worship of God, elevation of the, the prophet, and extending that to the greater people of God so that the influence of God is been, has been brought in to the very empire that conquered Jerusalem. And so this is just amazing how God works. These, these unseen acts that nobody would have had on their radar have resulted in bringing God's people into the very court of the most powerful empire in the world. And Daniel is so wise that he has uh, delegated his authority to his friends who know God and trust God so that he could have the very ear of the king. He could be at the gate of the king. Well, what do we do with this? I hope that you are encouraged with this because if you look around, you might be discouraged sometimes looking at how things are going and you may wonder if God's really at work, if he's in control, and certainly he is. And despite all that goes wrong, at some point in time, God's justice demands that he make good on his promises. And what we see here is an example of God making good and God using crises and difficulties and hardships to move his people into position to establish his plan. And so God is at work and there is a reward in store for those that are faithful. I wanted to close with a little song that I learned back in Vacation Bible School years and years ago. And it says, obedience is the very best way to show that you believe, doing exactly what the Lord commands and doing it happily. Action is the key, do it immediately and joy you will receive for obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. I hope you'll obey, the reward is on the way. God bless you and take care.